Jnanandasya Jnanandasya Chakshuru-lita-nje-natasmai-svigurave-namaha Vande Jagat Priya Karo Karuna Bhutaro E Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinabandhu Jagat Pate Gopisha Gopika Kantara Raganta Namusite Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavanishwari Vishwabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Haripriye Shri Gauriya Vaishnava Guru Paramparaki Jaya O Premanangi So we're celebrating the appearance of Srimanthananda Prabhu in a short discussion about Jananda Prabhu from Chaitanya Charitamrita, who is discussed at some length by Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami in the fifth chapter of Adi Lila. The principal verse of this chapter appears as text seven in this chapter, and it appears earlier in the first chapter of Adi Lila as well. Here in this chapter he's elaborating upon it. It's the sixth verse of his Kabiraj Goswami's Mangala Charan, or auspicious invocation. He's just described, among other things, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu offered respects to Gornatananda and Guru Tattva and Vaishnava Tattva and so forth. And then he begins to describe Lord Nityananda in, in uh, five verses. So this chapter is an explanation of one verse followed by four other verses. <laughs> in other words, there's five verses he gives in his Mangala Charn about Lord Nityananda. The principal one is followed by four others that elaborate upon that one. So that one appears here in this chapter and it's principal verse of this chapter. Sankarshana karna toya shayi karbhoda shayi chapayupti shayi sheshastriya syangshakala sadyananda kirama shalanamamastu Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami says, and this is said to be a verse of Surup Dhamadar Goswami as a number of the other verses in his Mangalacharan are said to be. So he places it here and says, May Sri Nityananda Ram be the object of my constant remembrance. So immediately, he's identified Nityananda Prabhu with Ram, and this Ram means Balram of Krishna Lila. So here in this verse we find, as we'll see, the pranam, respect, offered to Nityananda Prabhu, in terms of his being involved from beginning to the end of everything about Sri Krishna. So Ram, Balram is beginning. Balram, he says, uh, this Nityananda is Ram, means Balram. And that Ram is the Dauji, elder brother of Krishna. So he appeared just before Krishna. And um, it said everything about him, this Balaram, was wonderful and charming. Son of Rohini. Secret is, of course, that he is fully the son of Rohini, this Balaram. And that child that was the seventh of Devaki, that appeared to be uh, what is the term? Be a miscarriage. And by Yoga Maya's arrangement was transferred to the womb of Rohini. That was actually the expansion of of Ram, Sankarshan. And by going there, Sankarshan, he draws things together. So he merged back into his source, Balram, who is the son of Rohini. 
later he expands out of Balaram for the sake of pastimes in Mathura and Dwarka, just like Krishna has a Vasudeva expansion in which he is involved in the pastimes of Mathura and Dwarka. This Vasudeva expansion, what to speak of Sankarshan, this Vasudeva expansion of Krishna comes from Balaram. So Balaram is very primal. We say Krishna is Swayam Bhagavan. In that sense, he's the source of, of Balaram. But still, Baladev, Balaram appears before him as an older brother. And everything about him, as I say, was wonderful and charming. Only one problem with his appearance in the world, and what was that? That um, he appeared to be unable to speak, to be deaf and dumb. Imagine how charming he was, even though he couldn't make a sound, or didn't he? Wasn't didn't appear able to hear anything. Still, he had charmed everyone in the brudge, the son of Rahini. But um, shortly thereafter, when Krishna was born, then then immediately he began to hear and make sounds and so forth. So he's takes birth only to hear about Krishna, only to speak about Krishna. And he's, from the beginning, in other words, before the appearance of Krishna, he's here waiting to serve him. This is Balaram. He says first here that uh, I offer my obeisances to Nityananda Ram. He's, he's saying that, that Nityananda, that is that Balaram. He's that Balaram. They're the same. So in a sense, as I'm mentioning in this verse, he's saying that this Nityananda, who's none different than Balaram, who serves Krishna from beginning to end, he serves, as we'll hear, Gauranga Mahaprabhu, who is Krishna, from beginning to end. So beginning, as Balaram, Sankarsana, Karanatoya Shai, Kabodha Shai, Chapayubdi Shai. This is all in between. Then he says, May Nandaram be the constant object of my remembrance. Sankarshan, Shesha, Nag, the Vishnus who lie in the Karna Ocean, Garbhadak Ocean, and the Ocean of Milk are his plenary portions and portions of his plenary portions. So the order in Sanskrit in which these are mentioned, Sankarshan is the, this is the Sankarshan, then of, there's Sankarshan of, uh, of Dwarka and Mathura, as I mentioned, then a further expansion of Sankarshan for Vaikuntha, from whom comes the Karnadakshay Vishnu, means Mahavishnu, who all the worlds are coming from. Garbhadakshay Vishnu, who enters into each of the worlds. And Payobdi, Shai means, Payo means milk, so, and that Vishnu lying in the milk ocean within the universe, who's this Paramatma, Chiradakshay Vishnu, another name for him in everyone's heart. And Shesh, Anantasesh. No, the sage, sage means end. So sage is at the end, final. Ram at the beginning and sage at the end. From beginning to end, he's serving this Nityananda Prabhu, Krishna, who's appearing as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Sage means who, who supports everything, support of everything. And this, in a general sense, is, is also the meaning of Nityananda Prabhu and, and Baladev, because Nityananda Prabhu being non-different from Baladev is the source of the uh, the deity that presides over this Sandini Shakti, this aspect of the Swarup Shakti, which is the existential aspect, existence. So all of the Lord's places of Leela, the structure to all that, all the form, that is all the manifestation of the Sandini Shakti that Nityananda Ram is behind. Manifest the spiritual world, and through the Mahavishnu, manifest the material world, and supports it as an antasesh. So it's the very fiber of existence, so you can understand in this way that this Nityananda Ram is entirely involved in everything that Krishna is involved in. He's not disconnected in any way. He's present constantly. Not, this is theoretically in terms of tattva, not in terms of every aspect of Krishna Leela. That is another thing. That is a, in consideration of the Pav and the sentiment of Ram and Nityananda Prabhu. To what extent he'll be involved in certain Leelas and not. But from the point of view of Tattva philosophy, he's there. Nityananda Ram presides over the Sandini Shakti and Krishna Vasudev over the Sambit Shakti second aspect of the Swarup Shakti, and 
Radha over the Halalini Shakti. So Ram, Krishna, and Radha, in one sense, they're inseparable. Therefore, even though sometimes we point out, and we, we must, the position of Ram in terms of bhava or sentiment in relation to Krishna and Radha, Ram as Balaram, for example, is elder brother. And so if, if he comes into the room, Radharani will show respect. And he's not just a chum of Krishna, but he's an elder friend of Krishna. So from the elders, that Madhurya, that romance of Krishna is somewhat hidden. It's like young girls might hide a romance from their parents or elders, disguise it. So in the Brajlila, the romance, the romantic life of Radha and Krishna is somewhat concealed from those in the in the parental group, the Vatsalya group. And Ram is influenced by that. He's Sakha, he's Dasya, and he's Vatsalya. This combination we find in him. So he's that kind of has that kind of friendly relationship, Sankul, mixed with these other sentiments. So there's some res- some restriction in terms of Balaram being personally involved in the romantic affairs of Radha and Govinda. But at the same time, we're told in relation to Nityananda Prabhu, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, their Leela, as we'll hear from discussing it, is a window to Krishna Leela. That secret place that where the shade is pulled down, the secret life of God, Dweep it's called, where he resides, a hidden island, like he had a private island, I've mentioned it before, if you knew a fellow, who, you heard about a man who had a private island in the Pacific Ocean and no one could go there unless he let them in, then you'd think, what goes on there? What kind of, <laughs> kind of special place is that? Well, this is what the, this Golok, sometimes it's called Suetadweep. It means like a pure island. I mean, it's like a private island. This aspect of God, when God wants to kind of like be himself and get off his throne, this is Krishna. What does he do in that? Uh, the shade is pulled there. Not everyone can see through. But Ch- coming as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it's like this: the same window, but the shade is lifted up, and you can see through. <laughs> but looking at Gaur and Nityananda, you can see through. You can see Krishna, Balaram, Radha, and Krishna, and all of their affairs. A clear light of understanding, proper understanding of tattva, philosophical understanding. You can see through and be charmed know how practically to enter there. So as much as, in one sense, in terms of Bhav, as they say, Ram is is not involved in the romantic life of, of Radha and Krishna, which is so important to the Gaudiya Vaishnavas. At the same time, we are also taught, in terms of Gaur-lila, that without going through Nityananda Prabhu, you cannot possibly enter into the proper understanding of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in terms of it being the embodiment of Radha and Krishna. So it's essential that we invoke, seek the mercy of Nityananda Prabhu in order to be successful in understanding the fullness of the Brajalila, which is all about the romantic life of Radha and Krishna. So we shouldn't think like some people did, and maybe they do now, but I doubt it. Preaching has been very strong, but in times gone by, Nityananda Prabhu being difficult to understand as he was. Some people minimized him. We find throughout the works of Vrindavan Das Thakur and Krishnas Kaviraj Goswami an effort on their part to make clear the extraordinary and important divine position of Nityananda Prabhu. Emphasis on how much he should not ever be minimized. This indicates that at some point people did minimized Nityananda Prabhu. He couldn't he wasn't easily understood. Mahaprabhu was a Paka Brahman and he Nityananda Prabhu from Brahman family also. But he didn't act like a Paka Brahman and Paka Sanyasi. Like Paka means like ripe, like appropriate. Mahaprabhu was very set a very good example. His Lila is sometimes called Acharya Lila, so Acharya means among other things, who teaches by a behavior. Achar. Nityananda Prabhu, his uh, emphasis was was in serving Goranga, and that he did, and in that way he teaches us by his example. But otherwise, he was 
personally a little hard to follow and, and understand. Mahaprabhu was above the Barn Ashram, far, far above, but he lived within it, which was the social religious structure at the time that um, he gave some some emphasis to, even though his teaching extends beyond that. Nityanandapu, however, more or less lived lived practically above the Varnashram, so he was difficult to understand. He was not living within the social norms, social-religious norms of the time, for the most part. So, at some point, apparently, some devotees misunderstood him. Right in this chapter, after the explanation of this verse through four successive verses that I've mentioned, Krishna's Kaviraj himself gives an example of how Nityananda Prabhu was misunderstood in his own family and how as a result of that he left his own family. His elder brother, at whose home he was living, respected Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but he didn't have proper respect for Nityananda Prabhu. And when this was found out, um, when Miniketan Ramdas, a close associate of Nityananda Prabhu, came to the house of Krishna Skaviraj's brother, it was revealed. He was embodied Nityananda himself practically. And the priest in the house did not show proper respect to Miniketan Ramdas. He, he broke his flute and he considered, oh, what this means, I take from this. Not personally, but I take it that I take it personally in this sense. You do not have proper respect. This household does not have proper respect for Nityananda. Therefore, he, he left. Krishna's Kaviraj took note of that. He could understand what was taking place. He approached his elder brother and said, This is very inauspicious. And I didn't know that you were, didn't have regard for Nityananda in this way. But he was not able to convince him. And he left that place, he left home. And the result of his leaving home was what? He left home, he was prepared to give up all material attachment, all material connections, even of close relatives, if it got in the way of showing regard to Nityananda Prabhu. So Nityananda Prabhu gave him so much mercy. He sent him to Vrindavan and there put him at the shelter of the feet of Rup, Sanatan, Gosamis. And there we got the blessing of Madan Mohan deity. He was commissioned to write Chaitanya Charitamrita. By the mercy of Nityananda Prabhu, he became the principal voice for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the world. So how much Nityananda Prabhu is behind the glorification of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we cannot underestimate. Nityananda Prabhu appeared in a place called Ek Chakra. It's in the Godamandala Bhumi, the greater scope of the place of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes. With an chakra in a place called Garbhavas, he appeared as the son of Hadai Pandit and Padmavati. Chaitanya Bhagavat describes how, from his very childhood, very naturally, without having heard uh, that much from the sacred literatures like Srimad Bhagavatam, Ramayana, Mahabharata, and so forth, which, of course, were the things that kids, stories that kids learned in those times. But without even having heard much of those, he began to enact various pastimes of Krishna and Balaram, Ram and Lakshman, with such intensity and such absorption that the children's play, led by Nityananda, who became the source of spiritual learning and uh, of the elders and drew all of their attention. Kids' play draws the attention of adults uh, naturally, especially those that are uh, whose children they are, but in, more extraordinarily, they draw their attention and from those, their play they learn deep spiritual truths. This is the way he started to, from his very childhood, to, to reveal his uh, position as being an intimate player in Krishna Lila and naturally correspondingly then in Ram Lila and every other successive Lila of Krishna. In his childhood, at some point, a sannyasi came to the home of Hadai Pandit and was received respectfully, as was the tradition, and after 
taking care of that sannyasi for a few days, Hadai Pandit asked him, is there anything, any service, before you go, any service I can render to you? And that sannyasi said, well, the one thing I'm thinking is that uh, uh, your son seems like a very nice boy, and I could use an assistant. I'm going traveling now. If you could give me your son, I'll train him up as a paka sannyasi. Oh, this was like a, an arrow in the heart of Hadai Pandit. Every father is attached to his son. And Hadai Pandit was attached to his son, and his son happened to be the Supreme Godhead. <laughs> so what kind of attachment he had. But in consideration of Dharma, his mind immediately went to the Lila of Ram and how Dasarath the father of Ram and Lakshman had given up his sons to come under the tutelage of Vishramrita. Uh, and it was painful for him, but out of Dharma, thinking, yes, my sons need to be educated and tra- trained in spiritual matters and so forth, he, was, he did give them up. So Hadai Pandit flashed on this, and it was appropriate. It, was, it, was, uh, it had already happened before. He heard it was happening again in another incarnation, so he he acquiesced. And of course, uh, when his son was actually taken, he died. Was taken. He fainted and gradually withered away, dying from separation. The last stage of ecstasy has been called death. Rupa Goswami experienced it practically, and Nityananda Prabhu went and traveled with the sannyasi to different parts of India. Mahaprabhu Chaitanya Dev was appearing in Navadvip, but he had not manifested his lila as a devotee. He was Nimai Pandit, challenging uh, other devotees, debating with them, and and so forth, somewhat misbehaved, hadn't shown himself yet to be a Vaishnava. And so Nityananda Prabhu didn't go there first. He went everywhere else, every other Tirtha, all throughout the south. He went on pilgrimage. One of the significant reasons he went south, of course, Balram did this when he had a difference of opinion from Krishna. When Balram had a difference of opinion with Krishna with regard to the upcoming Kurukshetra war, Duryodhana was a favorite of Balram, and he was opposed. He was a, he was inimical towards towards Krishna to some extent in the Pandavas, and so. Balaram kind of backed out of getting involved in the war, some slight difference. Of course, he was actually going to kill Dudvita and Ramaharshan and, and empower his son, Ramaharshan Sutta, with all the knowledge of Srimad Bhagavatam. This is Balaram. Uh, so he went and traveled through the south. So Nityananda Prabhu traveled south, one reason. Another reason is that his expansion had already appeared in Navadvipa, known as Vishparup, the elder brother of Nityananda Prabhu, who's that same Sankarshana who appeared in the womb of Devaki and then was transferred and moved, merged into his source in the womb of Rohini. He had left home, that Vishparup, and taken sannyas from Advaita and gone traveling south, and Nityananda Prabhu went south and maybe in Pandarapur, I think, where Vishvarup left. Nityananda Prabhu came, and how did he leave Vishvarup? He merged into his source. So is Nityananda Prabhu, the one, one person asked me, if Nityananda Prabhu is the brother of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, like Balaram is the brother of Krishna, why they weren't born in the same family? Why he wasn't the son of Sachi? He was the son of his expansion appeared as the son of Sachi. And paralleling to some extent the Leela of Krishna, Ram was born in the womb of Rohini. So they merged there. And then from there he, he went to Vrindavan and he was settled in Vrindavan. But he was unsettled, this Nityananda Ram, while in Vrindavan, because he couldn't really feel the presence of the Lord in all of the deities. He felt there was something missing. It said that Krishna is always present in Vrindavan. Still he felt something missing. 
was disturbing him. And then a gentleman told him, seeing his perplexity, he said, I heard that Krishna has appeared in Nadia. This is the word. <laughs> that he's doing Sankirtan. So at that time, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, at that time in his life, began to manifest himself as a Vaishnava. He had gone to Gaya, seen the footprints of Vishnu, fallen into ecstasy, taken initiation from Ishwar Puri, returned to Nadia as a Vaishnava. To the joy of all the devotees, he became their natural leader. Even previously, he appeared to be in opposition with them, joking with them, sometimes making fun of them, sometimes defeating them in logic. Now coming back as a devotee, he became their natural leader, leading them in Sankirtan, leading them by his love, by his ecstasy. As I say, he was a natural leader. As he began to manifest in that sense, as a devotee of such intensity that the other devotees began to wonder in the back of their mind, is he Krishna himself? He's so absorbed in Krishna Leela. Maybe he's Krishna. No, what am I thinking? How can he be Krishna? This way they would go back and forth. Sometimes they would see things and then they would speak with one another and then they would dismiss it. He's Nimai Pandit. He's his Tao friend. We do kirtan with him. He's a devotee, but and sometimes thinking he's Krishna himself. As I've said before. But if he was Krishna himself, where are his associates? These questions passed through their mind until they came to find out that we are his associates. <laughs> We've all come from Golok along with him. And where was Ram, Balaram, waiting for this to manifest? And so then he heard from a person, oh, Krishna said, I heard he's appeared in Nadia. He's performing Sankirtan. So he went there at that time, arrived in Abhidweep, and he went to the house of uh, Nandana Charja, and there he stayed kind of undercover, hiding himself. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu knew of his presence. He could feel it, and he had a dream the night before. And when he woke from the dream, he came and told all of his devotees, I had a fascinating dream last night, a personality that was so extraordinary that I... I cannot compare him to anyone. Came on a wonderful chariot with a flag before my house and knocked on my door, calling, Nimai Pandit, is this the house of Nimai Pandit? Is this the house of Nimai Pandit? Shaking the whole house with his knocking on the door. Come out, come out! Roaring like a lion. And extraordinary beauty and charm. He, and he, and I, in a dream he said, I came out, I saw him. He said, I know you, and you know me. I'm your elder brother. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, from this I deduced, a wonderful person has appeared in Nadia. So he commissioned Srivas Thakur, the elder Srivas, and Haridas to go around town and find, ask around town, if some great person has come, where is he? They went out for about eight or nine hours, as long as it takes to go out and pasture the cows in the day of Krishna Leela and returned having found no one. So Mahaprabhu said, I will take you. I will find him. So under the guidance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, all the devotees came to find Nityananda Prabhu. He was hiding and Mahaprabhu also didn't allow them to find him. He personally went himself because he, he wanted to establish personally himself what was the extraordinary position of Nityananda Prabhu? Because again, as I mentioned, his activities were such that they were prone to be misunderstood. So they went, they came to the house of Nandanacharya, and there Nityananda Prabhu was sitting on the porch, chanting Krishna Nam. So absorbed in Krishna Nam that everyone could see this is an extraordinary person. Then Mahaprabhu came and showed respect to him, and catching the eye of Mahaprabhu and seeing who was before him, Nityananda Prabhu began to go into ecstasy. And then Mahaprabhu signaled to Sri Pandit, who was so learned in Srimad Bhagavatam. What is that verse? Parapitam natabarabhapu karneo karnikaram. This verse from Bhagavatam, from Venu Gita, Sri chanted, Oh, beautiful, this is a very important shloka for mantra Mayupasana. You hear this shloka, meditate on this. 
Barapidam, Natabarat, Barapidam. He's decorated with a peacock feather. This is his crown, crowned with a peacock's feather. Not a opulent golden crown, but the natural beauty of the peacock, in which all the colors of the rainbow are found on his head as his crown, his color like a cloud, his clothes like the lightning. It's as if the lightning and the rain cloud and the rainbow, all these things appearing at the same time, everyone will be stunned in the form of a person. Barapidam and Natavara dancing. As if the whole of nature appearing with these wonderful things that in and of themselves are beautiful. The dark rain cloud when it comes, it has some some charm to it. And especially after the long hot season in India, that rain cloud comes for the first time. Whoa. Everyone is thinking, well, you'll get nourished from this. The crops will be nourished. And when it rains, the first rain after the summer, you find everyone in the rooftops. Mm-hmm. In Vrindavan and Puri, and I would be dancing in the rain. <laughs> As the rain cloud comes and brings the spirit of dancing to the people. If the rainbow is to appear at the same time, and the lightning, a flash of lightning, startling, causing everyone to dance, the whole firmament moving in this way, Natavara, best of the dancers, this is Krishna. She was called Nataraj, king of dancers, but Natavara, best dancer is Krishna. Gopishwar Chief, who dances at the uh, the kind of dance at the devastation of the world, it said. Some people tried, some scientists tried to compare the uh, movements of the atoms to the dancing of Shiva. In a famous book of Lars, previous uh, few decades, uh, but that dancing is 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 nothing. Shiva himself wanted to enter the rasa dance of Krishna, and the dancing of his cowherds as Gopishwar and Gopeshwar. Shiva decided both wanted to be a gopa, wanted to be gopi at some point. So, Natabara, Barapidam, Natabara, Karnayo Karnikaram. And it says, on his ears, he wears a flower. So, you can't wear a flower on two ears. When he describes Vyas, uh, the ears, he uses the dual tense rather than. Uh, singular or plural. It means he has this beautiful kind of flower, lotus. He sometimes wears it in one ear and then he takes it and puts it in the other ear. This way, to attract the attention of the of the gopis, he decorates himself in golden-colored, as I mentioned, garments. And Randran, Venu Randran, he plays the flute. Venu Randran, Adhara in such a way that uh, attracts everyone and those uh, gopas coward boys all surrounding him dancing as he plays the flute and they're preparing themselves Vrindaranyam Sapada Ramanam to enter into the, the forest of Brinda to go into the forest for cowherding he, Mahaprabhu had Srivas Pandit quote this verse and what did it do to Nityananda Prabhu we can see like this we talk about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela Leela of Gaur Nityananda and all of a sudden we find ourselves in the midst of Krishna Leela this verse was sung by the gopis in Venugita glorifying the talking amongst one another about Krishna how he's so beautiful they describe him and playing on his flute that so much uh, charmed them and preparing with his friends, dancing and frolicking to enter the forest. Oh, there's no more beautiful sight than this. So as we talk about the meeting of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with Nityananda Prabhu, we are transported to the leelas of Krishna and Balaram, and through the, through the words of the gopis. Who knows more about it than them? This way Shivas Pandit chanted and Nityananda Prabhu fell on the floor and rolled and leaped in the air and chanted and crashed to the ground. And all the devotees became concerned and prayed to Krishna to protect him, this wonderful person. No one could fall on the ground like that with such force without 
breaking their bones. But he would just get up and chant again and dance. In this way, Nityananda Prabhu met in the Leela for the first time with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Mahaprabhu said what? Tomorrow is the Guru Purnim. Guru Purnim, which uh, occurs in July, the day that Sanatana Goswami Prabhu left the world. An important day for us in that respect. Mahaprabhu said it's the Guru Purnim, the day in which everybody worships the Adi Guru, Vyas, Vyasdev, who gave the scriptures. And so you must participate in the Guru Puja tomorrow. We agree. Let us do us at the house of Srivas where you're having all those wild kirtans. And Srivas agreed, and then they went the next morning, and Vrindavan Das Thakur's description of it is like Krishna and Ram and all the coward boys, all going in with a, with a dust behind them. They went in a procession, singing and chanting Ram Krishna, names of Krishna, Hari Ram Krishna, to the house of Srivas Thakur. And then the door was bolted. And the Vyasa Puja began, and a garland was brought. Mahaprabhu insisted a garland be brought to give to Nityananda to put on the, on the Vyasa. So the, the Vyasa's picture, portrait, was put on the seat, and Nityananda was given the garland. He stood there and didn't know what to do. He wasn't sure what to do. Imagine his confusion. Should I give it to myself? <laughs> I'm the source of the Guru Tattva. I give it to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu or this fellow Vyas, and we're all one, and we're all different. <laughs> so he was a little confused. He looked around, he looked at it, he was wondering, where shall I put the garland? He's the source of the Guru Tattva, in a sense, because Krishna is Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and Ram is, in Prabhupada's language, Supreme Personality of Godhead, and as we've already explained to some extent, Servitor. Personality of God had served as Krishna, and the personality of God had servitor. In other words, if God was to take the position as the supreme servitor, that is wrong. So he teaches how to serve Krishna, Balaram, and Nityananda Prabhu teaches with uh, such intensity and comprehensiveness how to serve Ram. A devotee told me once that uh, a young devotee, oh, I'm very attracted to uh, to Balaram. And I said, you should know who is Balaram. What is Balaram? What is Nityananda Prabhu in, in Gaurlila? What is his position? What are we seeing in the morning? Vijamani Bhakshetava Jalamala Sutra Paduka Parai Dware Aratopatra. This is just one example. Mahaprabhu is Vijamani, jewel of the twice born, the jewel amongst the Brahmins. And the Brahmins wear a thread. And Mahaprabhu's thread, Jalamala Sutra, like fulgent thread, Bhakshe, Tava Bhakshe, on your chest, you wear this uh, effulgent thread. That thread is a manifestation of Nityananda Prabhu. And at your door are your shoes, an umbrella. While you sit on the bed and go to rise, the bed is also a manifestation of Nityananda Prabhu. When you rise from the bed and go to the door and step off the bed, you put on your shoes, your feet are covered. You step outside, your head is covered. From head to toe. And wrapping his whole torso, middle torso, with thread. In this way, Nityananda Ram is involved with Chaitanya Ram. You may like, say, I like, why oh, I'm attracted to Nityananda Prabhu. I'm attracted to Ram. But you should know what is, what is the attraction of Nityananda Prabhu. Attraction of Ram. You cannot glorify Nityananda Prabhu independently of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and get his pleasure. That is his mood. So dedicated to Goranga Mahaprabhu. He says, Bhaja Goranga, Kaha Goranga, Laha Goranga, Ernamhi. Worship Goranga and speak about Goranga. Take his name. Bhaja Goranga, Kaha Goranga, Laha Goranga, Ernamhi. This is the voice of Nityananda Prabhu. Whoever does this, I, they become my life and soul. If a drop of water appears in the eye of someone singing the name of Goranga, they're purchased by Nityananda Prabhu. Such is the measure of his involvement. 
his dedication. Supreme Personality of Godhead, Servitor. So much we can learn from him about serving Goranga Mahaprabhu. He is the original guru, in this sense. The guru is, remember the first time Prabhupada said it amongst us, I was there, and he said the, the, the guru is the Kripa Avatar, incarnation of Krishna's mercy. This means, manifest, in this sense, the manifestation of Balaram. So merciful. Because we say that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is most merciful. For example, he, he said he gave love of God to anyone who asked for it. But what do we say about Nityananda Guru? He gave it to those who didn't ask for it, who said they didn't want it. So then we think, well, Nityananda Guru is more merciful than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So how can we say that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the most magnanimous? Because Nityananda Prabhu is, is not different from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He's the other self. He's that expression of his own self through whom he sought to extend his mercy to the, it, its, its furthest limits. As we find in the pastimes of Navadvip. After the Guru Puja and uh, then Sankirtan, for days Nityananda Prabhu became a leading member of the Sankirtan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And as they sought to distribute that, Nityananda Prabhu was scheming how I can convince the world that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Patitpavana, the most kind friend of the fallen, friend of the fallen. How can I convince him, the people? What is his position? What is his magnanimity? So this scheming came in his mind. He would go out. It was his uh, habit to find the least qualified people and try to give them Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Krishna Nam and Gaur Nam, involve them in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sankirtan. We tend to look for qualified people. He, he looked for unqualified people, thinking, if I can get them. So in the community at that time, they were two very unqualified people, Jagai and Madai. Jai and Vijay. If Krishna orders his devotee, you will become a demon for three births. Oh, they can become great demons. <laughs> if that is my service, then what is, the likes of Hiranyakashipu, Ravana, Dantavakra, for example, they did. Their last appearance, they came Jai Jai with the gatekeepers of Baikuntha. They were cursed by the Kumaras, and the curse was upheld by Narayan, and said, you have to take birth, three lives. I'll give you a choice. Seven lives in the material world as devotees, or three lives as demons. They took the three so they could get back quicker, and they became big demons, as Hiranyakasipu and Hiranyaksha, killed by Vishnu and Vishnu and Singha, and then as uh, Ravan and Kumbhakarna, Kumbhakarna. in Ram Lila, and then as uh, Dantavakra and Shishupal, Shishupal and Dantavakra, they were close buddies, and Dantavakra was killed at the, practically the end of Krishna's Lila of demon killing, and so of course that was the end. It ended in Krishna Lila in three. But Krishna made an encore appearance as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, so they came with well as Jai Vijay. So they were big, big demons, and they were of Brahmin families, so this was what magnified all the sinful activities that they performed, because they performed with knowledge and coming out of a good background, learning and good family and so forth. So they were drunkards and murderers and taking intoxication and so forth, and the Prabhu went after them with, with Haridas Thakur. With some difficulty, of course, they were ultimately delivered. They were approached, and they were Jagat Mare. They chased Nityananda Prabhu and Haridas all the way back to the residence of Gauranga Mahaprabhu. Nityananda Prabhu petitioned them again. They Madai, he broke a clay pot on Nityananda Prabhu's head. That brought the wrath of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu came to, to destroy them with his, manifested his chakra that he had killed Sushupal with. In the previous little but Nityananda Prabhu stopped him. If you are Patit Pavan, give them their mercy. 
And the example is there, the comparison is to the Brahman who became polluted in Bhagavatam. Who's that? Ajamil. Ajamil was a Brahman. But he gave up his Brahminical status practically and ran up with a prostitute and became a drunkard and so forth. And in the end, what happened was he had named his son Narayan and as he was leaving the world, he called the name Narayan. Narayan. He saw the Yamadutas coming to get him, agents of of the Lord of Death to give him his due for his sinful life, and under the terms, in terms of Varnashram, he was he had violated the religious principles considerably, so he was not destined for a good afterlife. And those Yamadutas uh, made it very apparent by their appearance, and he called out Narayan, Narayan. He called the name of God, and he was saved. Jagai and Madha, they were Brahmins. They offended the giver of the Krishnanam. So extreme. The giver of Krishnanam, Nityananda Prabhu. The Nam is so merciful. More merciful manifestation of the Lord than his form. Even if we offend the form of the Lord, the name will come to us. You may be an offender and think, oh, I, they worship a statue in that temple. But hear them chanting Hare Krishna on the street. And think, oh, Hare Krishna. Say it yourself. This, in some small way, Nam is coming to you even while you are offensive to the form of the Lord. The name is more merciful than the named. They're one, but this slight difference. And they offended the giver of the name. But Nityananda Prabhu, as the extension of Mahaprabhu's mercy, spoke in such a way that Mahaprabhu blessed them, and they became great devotees. This way Nityananda Prabhu could celebrate. My Lord Guranga now, he will be known as Patita Prabhu, and he delivered... Uh, Jagai, Madai. In one sense, it was done by Nityananda Prabhu. In one sense, we expect that the disciple will do more than the guru. Mrs. Prabhupada himself would speak like this. He might say something, I could hear him now. I might be a prominent link, but uh, there should be a more prominent link <laughs> than me. And my disciples will do expand the family business in this way. This is to be expected. In fact, he spoke about this kind of thing directly in his Chaitanya Charitamrita in relation to Nityananda Prabhu's extending of the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So in this way they performed pastimes in Navadweep doing Sankirtan and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu eventually took sannyas himself. first person he told that I'm thinking of taking sannyas, he confided in Balaram. A grave person he could be, Balaram, Nityananda Prabhu. Ooh, that's heavy. <laughs> the weight of that, that Nimai Pandit, Sachinandan. Oh, Sachinandan. We, we can get this name, that our heart become filled with Vatsalya Bhakti. Sachinandan, the son of Sachi. What was the relationship between Nimai and Sachi? Sachinandan told Nityananda Prabhu, I will take sannyas. Then wait if it comes to us. Oh, how can it be? So a heavy person, a grave person, that Baladev, when it was known through inauspicious signs on Baladev's birthday, something is wrong. It's Baladev's birthday. How can something be going wrong? What was wrong was Baladev was at home. His birthday being honored. And young Ramanuja, the younger brother of Ram had gone into the forest with his cowherds without the protection of Ram that Dashoda daily stressed. You protect him. Don't let him out of your sight. He's going all day in the forest with the cows and so many things have been happening we've been hearing. You keep an eye on him constantly. Outside of the gaze and protection of his elder brother, that Ramanuja was very happy. Oh, Krishna. Krishna. Now I'll do something that I've been prevented from. And what was that? He went to the Dhamuna, to the Kaliya lake, where Kaliya had been poisoning the lake. Environmentalist uh, demon. And he I'll take care of that fellow. Because he was, Yashoda had told Ram. Don't let him go near that Kaliya Radha, that lake of Kaliya. Don't let him go anywhere near there. 
So Ram obediently would not allow, but this day he went and jumped in. And in sport, allowed himself to be caught in the coils of that Kaliya. And the cowherds passed out. The cows passed out. Inauspicious signs came throughout the atmosphere. And back in the, in, in Vrindavan, everyone became nervous. What's happening? And Ram is here, and Krishna is not. And all their thoughts went, trouble in the, in the forest. Ram could understand what took place. He knows everything. Very gravely, he, he was able to pacify them. They thought they were losing their Krishna. He said, come with me, we'll go. Followed the footprints, they came there. And then they saw Krishna wrapped in the coils. Only because of Ram's gravity and sobriety were their elders keep their lives. And young gopis were there also along the riverbank. Krishna wanted that, particularly he wanted the gopis to come on that occasion. See, this would bring everybody out of the forest. They couldn't come on their own. This time they were too young to meet. But if he could do something that, that would cause everybody to come, gopis would come too. So the whole village came. And then Krishna just got himself out of the coils, and what did he do? He danced on the heads of Kaliya. And he was showing the gopis, I'm a good dancer, see? <laughs> you want to dance, you want to date, <laughs> I'm the one. He was showing, he performed, the scriptures say, something like a Rasalila dance on the heads of Kaliya. Such extraordinary dancing. And gopis were peeking out and they could see and he was exchanging glances. This is some, like Purvarag, the beginning of, mm-hmm. of love. But the sobriety of Balaram kept everyone alive. He revived the cowherds, he kept the elders alive in the midst of that apparent uh, potential loss of Krishna from their community. So the sannyas of Nimai Pandit is, that is, is the loss of the son of Sachi from Sachi. Nityananda Ram was told, I'm thinking of taking sannyas. Ooh, heavy. He had to think about that. And when Mahaprabhu actually stole away early in the morning, to take sannyas, it was Nityananda Prabhu who, following him for the sannyas, and afterwards was told by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you go back and tell everybody now that we put a crazy thing I've done, <laughs> that out of some kind of badness I've, I've gone and taken sannyas. Go and bring them all here. This was to the house of Advaita by this time. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taking sannyas was going running to Vrindavan. It was Nityananda Prabhu that brought him back to the house of Advaita. Mahaprabhu was looking for the, going for the Vrindavan and then he came to the river, uh, the Ganges, and here comes Nityananda Prabhu down the Ganges. And he says, what are you doing here? He said, uh, what do you mean? I stay in Vrindavan. This is Vrindavan? Nityananda Prabhu said, yes, this is, this is the Jamuna. Oh, so you've already arrived. Hop on the boat. And, and then Advaita came and then they took him to Advaita's house, tricked him in this way, to keep him. Then Nityananda Prabhu, as I say, was sent to Navadvip, and he informed everyone it's true. It's happened. The rumor had been leaking out here and there. Vishnu Priya had been informed by Mahaprabhu and got the permission. That's another story. Heart-rending. But Nityananda Prabhu brought all of them then, except for Vishnu Priya, who couldn't come to the house of Advaita. And there, from that place, it was arranged by Sachi's wisdom. She was presented with a dilemma. Mahaprabhu said, I've done a crazy thing. I've taken sannyas. I want to go to Vrindavan, but what to do? There's you and all of my friends and everyone. And Sachi said, oh, what, what, what to do? She did not want him to violate his sannyas and be criticized by the rishis. And she did not want to lose him either. So she said, go to Jagannath Puri. That's a holy place. And it's just not far from us compared to Vrindavan. That way we can regularly hear news of you. And so it was agreed. And they went. And Nityananda Prabhu went. He was in the party of four or five that accompanied Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Puri. And there he stayed in Puri performing so many pastimes in Ratiyatra with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would go deeply in the mood of ecstasy in Ratiyatra, this is in Maldilila. 
before he entered into the entirely into the Rata Bhav in Vipralamba in separation in his inner bhajan. Still doing some preaching, performing Rathiyatra, the devotees are coming every year. Deep within that Rathiyatra, Mahaprabhu would go into the mood of Radha, and Nityananda would be at a distance, paying Dandavat. He saw Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appear as Radha, and as Ram would keep a distance at that time, he paid obeisances. Otherwise, he's there, catching him when he falls in his ecstasy, completely involved in the Sankirtan and the Puri Lila. Until what? Until Chaitanya Mahaprabhu got word from Advaita. The work for which I have called you is now complete. That means the spreading of the Yuga Dharma. That's one reason you came. In other words, he's saying, now you're free to fulfill the other reason, the confidential reason for your descent, to taste the ecstasy of Radha. I know you are Krishna, and that's why you've come to try that. So now do your bhajan. Permission to enter into the this cultivation, then that naturally coincided with what? Mahaprabhu is telling Nityananda Prabhu, don't stay in Puri. You go to Navadweep and preach to the fallen people there. You can save them. Continue the Sankirtan there. And Mahaprabhu was beginning his inner cultivation in the mood of Radha. So Nityananda Prabhu went, and there was something more to it. He said, go there, and I want you to marry. And Nityananda Prabhu said, what? You've given an example as a renunciate. I'm a renunciate. You want me to marry? Yeah, yeah. Marry. Because by marrying, then you'll be able to mingle more freely with anybody and everybody. As a sannyasi, you have to restrict your association to some extent. So go there, marry. He went. Where did he go? Oh, he went to the, he appeared first in a dream of the uh, elder brother of Goridas Pandit, who was Subal in Krishna Leela, that Goridas Pandit. His elder brother, I forget his name, but anyway, uh, Surya something. He appeared in a dream that he came to his house. The dream was he came to my house and he wanted to marry my daughter. And I said, wonderful. Uh, but I'm a high class Brahmin and you're a, we don't know what you are and <laughs> how's that going to work? And, and so then he became nervous. I had a dream like this and I, he wanted to marry my daughter, but then my vision became clouded by social religious considerations. And, and, uh, so there was some discussion in the family and word got to Nityananda Prabhu. They went and they actually asked him, would you come? And we had a dream. Would you marry my daughter? He came to the house. Well, what happened actually was Janaba Mata. His daughter fell into a, into like an epileptic fit and no one could cure her. It looked like she was going to die. So they were so concerned. So he said, I, I'll go to talk. Maybe Nityananda Prabhu can save her. And I had this dream. And so he went. Nityananda Prabhu came, saw her. She became well. And they married Janavama. And he had another younger daughter, Vasudha. And uh, somewhere in the course of the wedding ceremony, I believe it was, Something happened, and she manifested two extra arms in order to help assist. And Nityananda said, "I'll take her too." <laughs> so he married both of them. He married both of them. Hmm? Mahaprabhu told Nityananda Prabhu, "You get married and preach in Bengal." And he said also, "And I will eventually appear in your family in the future." He made a prediction like this, and so from Vasudha, the child Virabhadra was born. And he was considered to be a second incarnation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mm-hmm. And widely preached throughout Bengal. This way Nityananda Prabhu was involved from beginning to end of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela. In the end, he returned to Ek Chakra. He found a deity there floating in the river. Bankarai, he was a deity of Krishna. He established that deity. And he later entered that deity. And that's how he left from the world. So, in this way... If we spend our time discussing about Gaur Nityananda Lila, and this time well spent, we find ourselves in Krishna Lila, and we find ourselves instructed also how to understand that Lila appropriately. We get some sense of a deep sense of the philosophical underpinning of Krishna Lila, and a sense of the emotion that arises out of applying that, living in that worldview of Gaudiya Vaishnava. Siddhanta in Tattva. Sinitanda Chandra Ki Jai. Any question?
Vasudha manifested two extra arms by the time you were there. Right. So she's maybe two wives of Balaram? Revati? Oh yeah, Revati. Balaram had two wives also, Revati and... Yeah. I didn't know. And that's on the Sangha. I think Chittahari said there's a mantra with the names of Nathananda, like 12 names, and one of them mentions Vashudha. Mm-hmm. Like he, he had his life and soul of Vashudha. I had never heard of her. Uh-huh. So I was wondering, who's this person? Who's Vashudha? Mm-hmm. Maybe so Baruni, Revati, and Baruni, maybe. Mary. Baruni and Revati was Balaram's two wives. Huh. Yeah. So they're. Janava. But Janava also takes a very special position in Nityananda Prabhu's Leela. Nityananda Prabhu can give everything but about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But the full reach of Mahaprabhu he gave through Janava, who represented that the Manjari Gopi ecstasy of Krishna Leela and taught that. Whereas Nityananda Prabhu himself, his principal associates were cowherds. All the Dwarasa Gopal, twelve Gopals of Krishna Lila appeared along with Nityananda Prabhu and accompanied him. And Prabhupada appeared in that group also. Family, family of Udaranadatta. Nityananda Prabhu stayed in Saptagram at the place of Udaranadatta with him for some time. And at that time he reestablished the Suvarnavanic community, which is a mercantile community that had been blemished by certain circumstances. And he gave blessings to them, Nityananda Prabhu, at that time. And uh, their leader, in a sense, was a fellow named Udaranadatta, who was also one of Krishna's principal cowherd friends, named Subahu, a gopa in Krishna Lila. And Prabhupada appeared in that family, who, who Udaranadatta is like, presides over the day family, Sil and Muluk. Day family. These are Sil and Day, I think, are the same. These are the two principal families of Calcutta, actually. So, that's an interesting point. But this is the main preoccupation of Nityananda Prabhu, and therefore, as I say, somewhat a little bit removed from the romantic life of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as an Angamanjari. But an Angamanjari is the younger sister of Radha. This is Nityananda Prabhu, but that appears, she appears in Gorlila as Janava. So you can say, well, Nityananda Prabhu is also an Angamanjari. Put him on the same altar with Radha and Krishna, but no, you put Janava there. In that form, he's in that, that mood. Because sometimes people argue, well, did Nityananda Prabhu not, he was the closest associate of Mahaprabhu, did he not get everything that Mahaprabhu had? And therefore, they make songs with the mixing, mixing the names of uh, Nitai and and Radha and Krishna in ways that Thakurbhakti Vinod thought was inappropriate in terms of consideration of, of rasa. This is kind of their response. And they say, "Yeah, he did, but in the form of Janava." And therefore, in his lineage, of, in the lineage of Nityananda Vamsa, Nityananda Paribar, Janava Mata is prominent for giving that. Manjari Bhava. Maharaj? Yes. What other uh, lineages come from Nityananda? Uh, we, we never hear any of them. Mother Nityananda disciples that go into uh, Sakya Bhava. Well, they are. One of the, the prominent one is that of Goridas Pandit. And it's interesting that that's the prominent one. Goridas Pandit was uh, Subal in Krishna Leela. And in Goridas Pandit's succession, you find one devotee named Hridaya Chaitanya. And his disciple was named Duki Krishnadas, one of his disciples, a prominent disciple, Duki Krishnadas. And that Duki Krishnadas was sent to Vrindavan, and he was doing some seva there. And the night before, he was sweeping one area of the dam, and he found one bangle. And as he found it, a gopi appeared there. Actually, Vishaka, who's a the Jamuna is a manifestation of this was right near the Jamuna. She said, Oh, very nice for you to find that. My mistress lost that last night. If that's missing, that's gonna bring some problem, you know, in the family. Where's your bangle? So she was endeared 
to this Duki Krishnadas, and she took the bangle and pressed it on his forehead. And he was doing that, she said, you're part of our group, you come with me. So he went back, and Duki Krishnadas saw this mark on his forehead. He said, well, why are you wearing that mark on your forehead? He said, this is what happened, I can't get it off. And he heard that, she said, he couldn't believe this story. So it was a big row, a big controversy. And Jiva Goswami, who was the Siksha Guru of everybody at the time, he gave credence to Duki Krishnadas, and his name became Shamananda. And what happened was, the way it was ultimately resolved was, Shamananda went into a trance. And in the trance, he went into Krishna Lila. And there he met Radha and Krishna, and Subal was there. And Subal said, look, to resolve this thing, just tell your guru this. Tell her Dai Chaitanya this. And so, Shamananda came out of the trance, and he told her that Chaitanya what Subal had told him. And Subal, as Goridas Pandit, was the guru of Hridaya Chaitanya. This was after Goridas Pandit had left the world. So he had told Hridaya Chaitanya something that he hadn't nobody told else, anybody else, and else nobody else would know. So when Shamananda told that to Hridaya Chaitanya, he knew that he had gone to Leela and he could have only got that from Goridas Pandit, from Subal. <laughs> so he said, it's true. So sometimes these extraordinary things happen. He was initiated into the Sakyaras of Subal, but uh, when Gopi pulled him out and took him for Gopilila, Siddhamars explained that it was there in him, but Hridaya Chaitanya couldn't quite detect it. Deep inside. Outer side was showing the Sakyarasa, and inner side of his Swarup he couldn't quite detect. It was one way of explaining it. He also once said, it's possible, the Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, that Krishna can do whatever he wants. So he could change the Stahibhava of someone if he wanted to, the rasa of someone. He doesn't, but he could if he wanted to. He once explained it like that also. That uh, lineage is, is there, and we're in that lineage. Let's see, if you, if you, well, if you look at the, the Bhagavad Guru Parampara, drawn by Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur, then... You find that Gurudas Pandu is there, and uh, Shabananda, and then it changes, and the flow in there all is coming in Manjari Bhav. So it could switch something like that. There are others, there are lineages too, they're, they're in Bengal, but, but they didn't have a prominent uh, representative in modern times. So, all right. Simanitinanda Prabhu ki jai, Goranga Prabhu ki jai, O Bhaktabrinda ki jai, O Pramanandi.